Welcome one and all to another episode of the Bigfoot Learning Podcast, a podcast that does not focus on the fictional creature of Bigfoot, but uses the term Bigfoot in regards to viewing learning all throughout our lives, especially from those who have stepped into our lives, leaving lessons left on our minds. I am your host, Monica Tews, and today's guest is Scott Savore. Scott is the founder and CEO of Uncommon Competitor LLC and author of Uncommon Competitor One Day Contracts. Scott is a leadership consultant and professional speaker for individuals, teams, and companies. He specializes in the subjects of leadership, motivation, and mental training. And now, for the episode itself. Hi, Scott. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Appreciate you. Uh, as I understand your current role, you're a CEO and founder and consultant for Uncommon Competitor. You're a professional speaker and you'd rather have a few other titles to add to there. You have some books that you've written and you have some courses and such. And I wanted to just start off to see, you know, with keeping in mind learning as a lifelong journey, what were some of like those stepping stones that got you to where you are today? Awesome. Great question. Thanks so much. Honored to be here. I know learning's impacted your life a lot and I really appreciate, uh, the packaging behind your podcast, the Bigfoot learning and, and kind of the, the meaning behind it. So people who made big imprints or experiences have had big, big footprints in your life. So I appreciate it. I love it. Uh, I wasn't a learner. I wasn't a passionate learner my whole life. I didn't learn anything academically. That was intentional. I never read a book cover to cover to save my life. It just, it just wasn't my deal. And I think a lot of people struggle with that and can relate to that also too. Like it's just not popular. It's not exciting. Mm-hmm. Until about 2003, changed my life. I got to spend some time with some people who are two or three times my age who are extremely exaggerated learners. And that uh, allowed me to feel the value of uh, continuous learning and improvement, all that fun stuff. And I got a really crazy learning journey reading all these books and just changed my life forever. That's awesome. Because that's, fortunately, it's not always easy, that process of learning and it sounds like in your case, and I know for others too, like it, it's seen where that, how to spin learning into a way that fits you and gets you excited and those different interest areas pretty much. Yeah, let's go. Love it. And uh, um, keeping in mind your company and what you really promote with Uncommon Competitor I first wanted to have you share with the listeners, what does it mean to be an uncommon competitor? Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, my definition that I've learned and kind of uh, other people have taught me too is it's a highly competitive individual who never stops improving. That's my definition of a common competitor. I really believe in that. I drink the Kool-Aid out of a cement truck and it, that approach, that mentality has changed my life. And again, I don't think it's popular. And that's why I like the name Uncommon. And um, I just think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. True. And 
with hearing your definition to that, I feel like a lot of times when people hear competitor, like they may think of sports or some kind of performance and hearing your definition to uncommon competitor really brings light to learn learning and improving and being a competitor, not only in like a performance, but in life in general and how that applies and bringing that improvement, kind of like growth mindset as you're going forward in life. Outstanding. I'll never forget what a friend of mine told me one time. They said, the illiterate of the 21st century aren't those who can't read and write, but those who can't learn, unlearn and relearn. And uh, I don't care what challenge we have in our life, so, socially, personally, professionally, economically, whatever, whatever's going down, it can be solved by the questions we never asked before. And it stems from the curiosity of learning. I really believe that. I like that. It really hits it on the nose. And yeah, it's can make a difference between the, a feeling of being stuck and moving is with that learning reset and going forward. And with some of the people you work with for promoting leadership, what would you say are like, what is important for learning with leadership? What, why do they go hand in hand or do they not? Like, what do they go together? What makes each important together? Yeah, let's go. Uh, so for me, from what I've learned, number one, first and foremost, there's no exceptions to the rule with this is you got to be present, fully present, a hundred percent where your feet are. Again, it's not popular. It's not sexy in 2021, but this is not up for negotiation. So you got to understand how to ground yourself and get to the present moment, decrease distractions and get where your feet are first and foremost. And that lets you know, the people that you're around, you do pay attention to the most important things. So attentions are rarest and form is pure, pure, you know, form of generosity. So fully present first. And then the second thing I've, I've identified in leadership, in my opinion, thanks for listening, is then you have a presence. That's when you activate your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I believe everybody in the world is starving for that. They kind of let the world activate that, but that's 100% your responsibility, my responsibility. First be present and then have a presence. And then some really fun stuff happens. That's awesome. Yeah, that's where the real gift of life is is in pretty much engaging and utilizing that the here and now and so thank you um with um mine and when i was preparing for this i um learned a little bit that you've you've been intentional to learn for yourself while working with others to continue to foster this learning mentality. And one of those aspects has been with learning different quotes. And I kind of wanted to check in to see, has there been a quote that kind of sticks out over others that kind of aligns with you for whether it's learning or that you've just learned from and carry with you throughout your life? Another great question. Uh, I really believe the best, uh, maybe here's the answer to your quote. The best answers are a better question. 
or the answer is the question. I really, really believe in that. And again, it's not popular. There's a lot of opportunity out there, but um, yeah, I know I'm a weird duck. My wife always makes fun of me and because I talk in bumper stickers and I just believe that people waste too many words. I think they, they talk in common conversation. Anybody can wake up and talk about the weather or blame, complain or make excuses or just, just do those type of things. I believe that we're put on this earth to make our words work more and matter more. And I just want to, study the people who came before me, the really smart people, and then, you know, memorize it and turn that wisdom on automatic as best, best way I can and use it in a positive way. So that's why I love quotes. That's great. Yeah, it's with there, it's, it's fun, at least sharing some of my experience, hearing the different answers. It's, putting in that work to have those questions, to ask more questions, to be able to continue yeah, that. So it's awesome. And um, you mentioned right there about learning from other people and being able to make yourself smarter by asking others people, other people different questions. And I was wondering if some of the questions that I found well that you've shared through different videos if you'd mind if I would throw some of those questions back at you three three questions to ask smart people and to learn from them love it let's go Monica appreciate it so first question is what strategy has helped you through your biggest struggle yeah. So, um, letting everyone be my teacher, that's really hard emotionally. It's chemical warfare. Uh, it's easier to pick and choose from the people you like or the people that other people label as qualified to learn from personally, or professionally, but to literally put your shield away, put your swords down, put all your weapons down, your flamethrowers, your rocket launchers and say, Hey, Monica can teach me something. I don't care how old you are, what industry you're in, what you don't know, how much I like you, dislike you. It has nothing to do with any of that. And once you can kind of have that emotional intelligence and commit to that. None of us are perfect. We don't walk on water. We don't wear sandals ever. I don't bet a thousand ever. It allows you to let things impact you and change you more and people and experiences, whether they're desirable or not. That's been a game changer for me. Love it. That, that strategy really aligns a lot with what's trying to be fostered and kind of one of the main points with Bigfoot Learning Podcast. So it's cool to be able to hear that. So move on to the second question that you have is what do you know that others don't that I, and in this case, the listeners should know? Yeah, phenomenal. So how much you don't know. And, you know, I've been very, very blessed in my life. It doesn't mean I'm better than you want to read over 10,000 and listen to over 10,000 books. Who cares? I'm just, I'm not better than anyone. I'm just different. And I still, it blows my mind, Monica, how much I don't know and how much is out there. That's extremely fascinating. It's like, Oh my gosh, if I learned that today, if I learned that last week, it would change everything. Or if I would have known that three years ago, and I'm one of the most exaggerated learners in the history of the world, who cares? I don't like the word. I don't like saying the word I more than anyone else, but just for context, like I'm in like the 98th percentile of learners in the world. Who cares as it relates to the book reading? And it still blows my mind how much I don't know. And that's what pulls me 
hopefully in, in a, an effective, appropriate way to keep learning so that I can more, you know, positively influence and, and max out my life and the gifts I've been given. So it just, it, it's crazy. Sure. The power and seeing those different gaps and where we can continue that learning through what we don't know. Sure. Isn't always, Oh, it's easy. Cause it's, I feel like the easier route is saying, Oh, we know everything, but the, route that'll move us forward is oh wait I know some things but I know even more I don't know even more than that so where can yeah. I keep on going from there awesome Love it. all right on to question number three what lesson has taken you the longest to learn I can't control people after you learn a certain amount I want to control what my wife does, my friends do, the people I work with formally. I just want to throw the magic wand out there or cast out this wisdom or say, hey, watch me or whatever, whatever. I have no control over anyone else. And that's tough because when you think, hey, you learn something, you're like, wow, if everybody knew this, it would change everything. Like they would be able to benefit from it. They could apply it immediately. They could do all these things. And it's a, it's a responsibility that you have to be really mindful of when demonstrating or leading what you believe in you know, to the world and then allowing them to, uh, you know, life rewards action. They get to choose, they get to act and behave how they want, but um, I can't control anyone. Oh yeah. I, I resonate with that one a lot. It's, and I feel like that goes hand in hand with controlling the controllables and seeing where that we can only control ourselves and our actions our thoughts and beliefs and even though it'd be nice to control what others would do so that we'd be all on the same page and everything but that's not where the truth lies the truth lies and we can only control ourselves and moving on from there yeah wow well thank you for sharing your thoughts and allow me to throw a little bit of the questions that you promote for others to ask smart people to um, toward do and reflect back to see what your answers are. And so now we'll move on to the next part on the show of some of the core questions and touching in like you touched on in the beginning for how the focus of this podcast applying the name of the podcast not of fictional creature Bigfoot but of seeing viewing Bigfoot in terms of how people have stepped into our lives left an impression of some kind of love lesson that may have been in the nature of positive or negative and how we took that yeah. lesson moving forward. And so with that in mind, Scott, who would you consider as some personal Bigfoots in your own life? Gotcha. Again, phenomenal question. If I wasn't present, I probably wouldn't have noticed them. And again, you know, it could be people. It could be experiences and people create experiences, right. To learn from, mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to 
add value to any people more than other people because I believe the progression is, thanks for listening, to identify, you know, everything can teach you. Every person can teach you. Some may impact you a little bit differently than others, good or bad. You know that. But I believe the goal is to let everything teach you in a positive way, receive it in a positive way. So this experience right now, real time, if I'm present, can change me. I really believe it. You can be my Bigfoot. I really believe that if I allow you to be, if we ask the right questions, if we uh, kind of manufacture something of value, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a, you know, I joke with people, thanks for listening. And if I started listing off the names of all the amazing people who've showed up in my life, you can call them Bigfoots, you can call them mini Bigfoots, whatever, I mean, whatever you want to call them, we would be dead before I'd even get close to finishing that list. That's how many freaking people there are. And I never want to take for granted anyone that shows up. It could be yourself, could be someone else, someone that happens, something that happens today that's controllable or semi-controllable. And that person can be my next Bigfoot if I let them be. So that's what I want to put out to the world. That's what I really believe in. What do you think? What's your viewpoint on that, please? Well, that's some powerful stuff right there. I love it. It's yeah, it definitely goes back to that power of presence and making the most of each and every interaction and experience that we have and how we can take some something from it and yeah I know I keep saying about like moving forward but that kind of is the gist of being an uncommon learner and applying that lifelong learning is seeing what's happened we can't control the past but we can control how we move forward. We can be in the present and then see how we can enhance that experience to be able to make it the most and learn in the moment. Yeah, let's go. Monica, Monica right you there. asked a, a really powerful question on one of your previous podcasts. How would you define learning? Mm -hmm. Like if you were to change the definition of learning and things like that, could I share something, please? Absolutely. I really believe in this. Don't believe a word I say, but I really love and respect the question that you've been putting out there with people. I think it's phenomenal. Um, one thing that I've learned that a lot of people have taught me in experiences is if I were to define learning, in my opinion, it consists of two things. If learning takes place for you, for me today, one of the listeners, two things get accomplished or one of two things. Either it increases my curiosity and my passion to learn more or it changes the way I live. I take immediate action. Otherwise, I don't think learning ever takes place unless one of those categories happen and it's 100% controllable. Now, I can't control whether you do either one or you control whether I do, but we can control our own. And I think that's where a lot of things get lost. Either you increase your passion and curiosity to learn or I take immediate action. Then I know learning takes place if one of those two things happen. What do you think, please? I like that. Yeah, I've I've um, had that in mind to check in with you for your take on that question. So I'm glad you brought it up. And yeah, I think that's a great way of flavoring, putting the Scott Savor's flavoring to learning and how we can go and reflect on what learning is through there. Whew. Yeah, all good. Just my opinion. It's not, it's not the right, yeah. it's not the only way. Yep. 
Very true. Yeah, it's and that's one of the reasons why I keep kind of trying to bring that question in is from each person's experiences and what they've learned and their own opinions of seeing how that shapes learning and maybe that resonates one person's take resonates a lot with one of the listeners and maybe they'll combine some of the different definitions that they hear and take that with them so no very nice um well cool well moving on to kind of broadening out the scope from personal bigfoot to bigfoots from afar any types of it could range from authors to um maybe speakers or just different individuals that you may not have personally met but you've taken in some of the lessons that they've shared in the world from more of a distance yes let's go love the question monica so uh i believe in this piece of wisdom uh when an old man dies or an old woman dies an entire library burns to the ground I really believe in that. Mm. So I've studied, and hopefully I, I walk this talk, I've studied lots of dead people, respectfully, and read their books and listened to them talk and all this other fun stuff. And I'm, I'm a really big fan of that, right? If you ever want to study what's on the road ahead, study the people who are on their way back, right? Or the people who have, right, passed through life, right? It's a really mm. big deal. And um, there's so many, but I'll never forget this strategy. And again, don't believe what I say. When I read a book of someone who passed away, who came before me that I really, really respected or had a skill that I wanted to steal or whatever it is, I reached out to them. So if they were still alive, I would write them a handwritten letter and try to track down their address and just say, hey, thank you so much. Anything else you'd recommend? And that um, compounded into other amazing learning experiences. They would send me a oh, book wow. that say, hey, check out this author, go to this movie, watch the, I mean, unbelievable stuff. And I really believe that by intentionally, by design, reaching out and thanking the people who filled my cup up, it allowed me to really, really maximize and leverage that learning journey in an unreal way, whether they, they passed away or I reached out to another friend of theirs or whatever it is. Mm. Um, I'm just really a big fan. Great question. Well, that's amazing to hear. And I, I like that you, before going into it, you mentioned like that, that's your strategy but then kind of seeing like I I point that out because I feel like for different aspects that when people are taking in different lessons or learning or and whatnot that a lot of times like oh I like you mentioned for biographies like oh I read up on this person they did I want that similar end result so I'm going to do exactly what they did and so kind of just still seeing like the, you, you can use some of the lessons that they give out there, but kind of seeing like, okay, where, where does it fit for you? Where can you fit yourself into some of those lessons and make them your own instead of trying to be a carbon copy of somebody else? So just wanted to touch on that a little bit because I appreciated yeah. you uh, bringing light to that for there. Fun. Awesome. Well, then, um, well, before we move on to the next one, um, are there any like biographies that have stuck out to you or people that you, any specifics um, that or and or 
some of those lessons that kind of have stuck out? Yeah, again, that's the right question for any of us, right? At any time of our life or wherever we're around, whoever we're around. But um, there's so many to list. I mean, I never want to be the person that says, hey, I learned this from this person. This As soon as I start, start to scale the value of the information that I learned, I think it gets extremely problematic because then you start putting people or situations in certain boxes that have more value than others or because mm-hmm. they shared something that resonated with me, then I moved up that on the value scale. Um, I love like, let's say I look outside right now and I see a tree. I'm like, what can I learn from the tree right there? I think that's the highest level of ability in actual learning versus, you know, sitting, getting around someone or an experience that you're like, oh man, this feels great. This is unbelievable. Blah, blah, blah. I think all that's fine, but I think it almost um, hinders the ability to really truly learn and grow. So uh, I can go on and on. I'll send you a list of uh, my favorite books, favorite movies, all that fun stuff. If you're interested in, I, I know you are, cause I know you like to read. I was online snooping through some of your stuff. I'm going to go, let's go. I love it. But yeah, you know, there's just so many things and I never want to graduate and say, okay, when I studied Henry Ford, that was amazing. Or when I studied the meditations of Marcus Aurelius, that was amazing. Or and kid on by Epictetus or read the book, Think and Grow Rich and uh, studied Napoleon Hill. All of those things are unbelievably impactful if I love them. If that makes sense. Please, mm-hmm. please. Oh, that makes sense. And yeah, putting it that way kind of strips away necessarily ranking or restricting any one of those to like you said a box and then like there's so much more that is filled in with who that person or how what that tree has taught you and like what you can learn and going forward so no I like that a lot um well on that note we can move on to the Uh, to then more so on the level of thinking in terms of different fictional characters or stories that you've taken in throughout your life. Would you consider as fictional Bigfoots for yourself? Okay. So can we go question, please? Can we go any down any rabbit hole? Can we go like movie characters, things like that? Anyone? Absolutely. Okay, so again, I'm a weird duck. My wife knows I'm an alien, but um, I would re- reference to anybody from Iron Man to Jason Bourne on, on movies and TV to just completely wide open. Like, I want to steal a skill from everybody. And uh, you could go back to way back in the day, ancient times to David versus Goliath to whatever. Like, I just love all of that. I never want to limit myself by saying, oh, well, I can't learn from him or I can't learn from her. Like anything I'm seeing on TV social media like i just want to gobble it all up and hopefully i demonstrate that at a high level so how about yourself what do you think anyone jump up for you um the one that typically jumps out to me i know you mentioned some of like uh a few like with iron man and some of like the marvel characters sticking out with iron man as well but then also um with captain america and just as you know that you like touch on it with all that going through what they've created with the whole universe there of really taking in and reflecting on those positives and negatives and all those different lessons that each of them bring yeah. to the table so now that i'm 
starting to go a little bit down that route, it's hard for me to necessarily narrow down one exact one. However, I would say like while consuming all of that, each and every one, I kind of have like tried my best to take in of like, okay, like whether it's the situation that they're taking on or kind of like viewing possibly something that I'm doing in my life with the lens of, oh, what what would they do? Or like um, something of that sort. Um, Since you brought up Iron Man, that kind of got me down that way. But the one that typically comes up the most in my mind is Sherlock Holmes and kind of seeing how, thinking of how we've discussed a fair amount about the importance of being present in many different areas, especially for learning, but then I'd say also overall well-being in life as well, that for there with Sherlock Holmes of really taking in the moment, observing what's around, and then seeing where those different connections lie. And sometimes they're on par. We most of the stories that are shared are ones that all those deductions and inductions are on point. But there are some stories that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle put out there that like he didn't have it exactly on point for his what he sure. thought were the connections. And then even like Watson trying to do the same thing, but it just not being quite on point. So seeing where also that, you know, imperfection still lies and like looking at Sherlock Holmes in general, like he, uh, like his life wasn't always the best and some of the choices he made. So just seeing like where, where I'd say those connections and being present and observing and taking in the different moment are some of the key ones that I've really tried to, take in and integrate in my life as well yes let's go all right well uh, before we wrap up this episode do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with the listeners today scott uh yeah so First and foremost, you don't have to be an academic person to learn. You don't have to get a 4.0. You don't have to be the smartest person in your class, high school, college, you know, or, you know, I think that's the biggest lie in the world. Uh, It's okay to despise learning. I think a lot of us actually go down that rabbit hole where it's like, man, I'd rather swallow a bowling ball right now than finish this book or or learn this about this or whatever it is. And it's not that you've got to find something that ignites you. It's not that you have to find a subject that ignites you. I believe it. I believe life ignites you. And then uh, the more you understand that you want to learn a lot about a lot, we call it, you know, being a bibliophile, being a polymath, things like that. Then I think you can kind of shape up the things that you like the most and they'll start to show up in front of you at a higher level. You increase your value, uh, different opportunities will show up. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't get caught up or let those other things distract you if, you're like, man, I really don't care if I read a book cover to cover in the next hundred years. Well, we've all been there. So don't think you're special or don't think like the world's against you. But there'll, there will be a movie, an experience, a Bigfoot in your life who will inspire you at some time if you stay awake, if you pay attention, if you get present. Because sometimes there'll be mm-hmm. stuff that'll show up and it'll brush right past your face and you'll miss it. And it'll never come back ever again. So that's why I really believe the importance of being present. Anyways, 
Um, first and foremost, that like you're not alone. Don't don't feel like you need to be speed reading at night till three in the morning. And oh, this is that's not what it's like until you kind of understand the value and uh, find some things that ignite you first and foremost. Um, another thing that I've learned is don't let the outcomes determine what you learn and the value of what you learn. This stuff, Monica, changed my life and it's nasty because it's, it's emotional warfare, it's chemical warfare. So maybe I learned something from you today or another Bigfoot in my life or I learned something from a book or I watch a podcast, a podcast, whatever it is. And I apply some of it. I let it change the way I live. And I don't get the outcomes that I want. The outcomes aren't desirable. That has nothing to do with the value of the learning. It could be delayed. I really believe in this piece of wisdom. Thanks for your patience. No action is ever wasted, only stored. I really believe in that. If you go all in on an action, something that you've learned that you believe in, go all in on it. And if it's not what the outcome isn't what you wanted, be free enough and be intelligent enough to be like, hey, it's all good. The action is the secret sauce from the wisdom. Did it change the way I lived? Did it drive me to do an action? That's the secret sauce. That's what matters, not the outcome from the things that I've learned after I demonstrated something. Thoughts, please, before. Wow. I, I think that's, those are wonderful golden nuggets The for, yeah, just thinking over for learning and like seeing bringing in back presence and then with there because many times I feel like when we're being brought up we're we're taught that like we're learning for an outcome but uh, that not necessarily being the full accurate picture out there for what learning can be to get that full experience and then full I almost said outcome there, but full full benefits of the learning process by embracing the process more than necessarily results that may be delayed until later on because some of those lessons will kind of lay dormant until later on and maybe they won't they won't click or they may not see like a need for them until later. And just like seeing seeing again where that current moment is and where we can keep going going with there that's awesome all right well um, could i share could i share another one please yeah absolutely i really believe in this again don't believe a word i say curiosity has its own reason for existence right so mm-hmm. teach fast teach fast to learn the fastest most people don't give a rat's tail if you teach them anything ever they'll never come up and say hey monica i really want to learn about this tell me everything you got and let me suck your brain dry not how the world works. It's unfortunate. Now, once you get around a special group of people who are like that and double and triple that their ask to answer ratios, then it gets really mm-hmm. interesting. Then you literally create an environment where it's impossible not to learn. And those are very, very rare and extremely valuable. So you got to be in teach mode every day. I got to be in teach mode and every day, regardless, in my opinion, whether people want it or not. Because if I wait for someone to get curious, if I wait for someone to be like, oh, what do you think about this? What do you I might be probably waiting for the rest of my life. So I'm going to be in teach mode and that's going to help me learn faster because I have the courage and the intentionality behind, Hey, I'm going to fill up as many people's cups as possible. I know they probably won't ask for it as much as I would like, or as much as they should, but that's a really, really big deal that I have to be intentional about every day. A little bit of fostering that curiosity by 
being in that teacher mode every day. Is that kind of what I'm hearing a little bit there? Yeah. And the, the fastest learners are the only teachers in every room. I really believe that. So not only do you got to be in teach mode, but obviously in learn mode because the most passionate learners are the teachers in every room. And I really believe that. True. Very true. Thank you. Well, with everything that you've shared so far, if any of the listeners are interested in following some of your work or reaching out for uh, any of the different opportunities that you have available, what would you like to share and how can listeners reach you? Thanks so much for asking. Again, I'm one of 8 billion people on the earth. You know, if you believe what I believe, if you think there's some type of uh, connection, collaboration there, it's all good, whatever, whatever, but I want real relationships. So I give everyone my cell phone number, 248-217-9725. Text me if you have any thoughts, feedback, questions. I've been very fortunate that the best thing I can ever do is pay forward all the amazing things that people, you know, help me with in life. And, um, Oh, great. I'm on Twitter. I'm on, you know, all that other fun stuff. I have a website, scottsavore.com. Who cares? I want real relationships. That's why I give everyone my cell phone number. That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you for your time and your thoughts and sharing different strategies today and uh, being a part of Bigfoot learning today. Thank you so much, Monica. Keep doing what you're doing. Great job on the podcast. Love it. Thank you. And to all of you out there, be uncommon, keep on learning, and go from there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bigfoot Learning Podcast. Now is the part of the show where we're going to a post-episode reflection and check in on some of the parts that were noticed while reviewing and reflecting back on the experience of the episode in any area of putting together the episode, so be it. First off, it was a pleasure to be able to talk with Scott about learning and life in general. It was a fun time and even got to talk a little bit more after the episode and learn a bit more and reflect. And it was a pretty cool experience. So on that note, wanted to touch on the point of reaching out to people. It can be an intimidating experience because you don't know what that end result is going to be, whether you're reaching out with a a question, an opportunity, whatnot, that you don't know what their response is going to be. And tying in something that was touched on in this episode is we can't control what other people do or say. However, we can, no matter what, the response may be, we can use that as another opportunity to learn and grow and continue moving forward. Another thing 
that I wanted to touch on is comparatively from this episode to the last episode, it's been a couple months since I've had the opportunity to interview a guest for the podcast. And so it's been, it was interesting to dust off those cobwebs and get back into the groove of things. It was pretty nice to be able to get in the research for the episode, get into a pre-interview routine, and get back into that zone. It really made me excited for upcoming future interviews and to keep going forward from there. And then last little small tidbit is just embracing being able to experiment with whatever you're working on. And this way I'm thinking more in terms of for here, how I've been trying to play around to see where a nice fit is for some questions or doing the inter- intro during the interview or separate from the interview and adding it later on and seeing where those different ins and outs may flow the best for this process. It'll probably be a continual process that'll be evaluated and reevaluated each and every step of the way. I look forward to seeing where it ends up turning out to be down the line. And that is all that I have for this episode's reflection. Thank you for listening and see where those best opportunities may lie for continually learning in your own life.